It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The cold hard truth about the Olympic journey is not really been financially incentivized in the same way that many other professional sports are. The business of basketball involves CBA, Global, our licensing arm, Think 450. All of those things will make up what that looks like. Money in sports is one of the reasons why I enjoy being on Monday Night Countdown. We'll talk about some of the more interesting aspects of business of sports. When you're talking sports, discipline is the bridge from being good to ultimately being great at whatever it is that you're trying to be or accomplish at your profession. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports show where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barnes. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. Coming up today, somebody's got that green jacket, (laughs) a brand new one. Congratulations, Scotty Scheffler who beat runner-up Rory McIlroy by three strokes. Let's put it this way. Scheffler didn't lose it. Rory McIlroy, he tied a record round, Scar, uh, and he was on the pace to, if anything happened to Scheffler, Rory could have won it. Yeah, he had an incredibly strong finish. I normally don't follow golf at all, but of course – Tiger Woods' return to the Masters was all anyone was talking about, at least initially, right? I mean, on Thursday, he had an incredible round, finished one under par, and people were all excited. I read that the ratings on ESPN, the Thursday coverage, was up 31% from last year at this time. Yeah, it was thir- 21% on Thursday, 31% on Friday. Oh, okay, that's the what. Most, the most watched golf event ever in the history of ESPN. I was riveted to it. He was on the practice screen. And he was putting, and then when he he got a standing ovation from a crowd, which was 12 deep as he walked to the first tee. And every move he made was chronicled. I mean, this was this was turning back the clock to like when Babe Ruth came to town, when Muhammad Ali visited countries around the world. You could see adults standing on their tiptoes, children on their shoulders, necks craning everywhere. It was almost like when when, when man landed on, on, on the moon in 1969, everyone was standing on sidewalks looking in department stores, televisions in the windows, just trying to get a glimpse of Tiger Woods. It really was something fascinating. I, this is why people talk about Tiger Woods. This is why the media talks about yes. Tiger Woods, because the ratings are sky high, Scar. Yeah, I mean, it brings in the uninterested viewer, the peripheral viewer like me. I don't care about golf unless Tiger Woods is in it. At first, it was because he was this child prodigy. Then it was because he was like a superhero that couldn't do anything wrong. Then it was because he was a train wreck. And now I'm fully invested in his redemption story. So, you know, when he's back on the golf course... I pay attention. I'm curious about what's going to happen. And after a while, when he didn't do that well, he finished not the way he started. It becomes a little less interesting. And I'm I'm sorry for that, but he makes the game interesting. 
He does, and he was smiling. He was acknowledging the crowd when he's in, when he's in contention. I mean, he's in a zone. I mean, and, and and that's you know, if you're playing in a public golf course or in the Masters, when you're in the zone, you don't talk and look at anybody else. But he tipped his cap when he walked up to the 16th green, and then walk up 18, which is usually reserved for the champion coming up to the 18th green. A thunderous standing ovation, and Tiger took his cap off. He smiled. He waved. He acknowledged everybody. I think he enjoyed it, and he, this was one of those moments where you don't necessarily have to finish first mm-hmm. to be a winner. Yeah, he was just saying being there was a victory for him. And didn't Scotty Scheffler wear Tiger Woods' sneakers and, and <laughs> use does. his clubs? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he uses his clubs. Yeah, <laughs> his sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Woods uh, made some comments after his final in the Masters. Uh, let's take a listen. Uh, we're excited about. Uh, you know, the prospects of the future about training, um, about getting in, into that gym and doing some other stuff to to get my legs stronger, uh, which we have been able to do because it's needed more time to heal. But, uh, you know, I, need, I think it needs a, f- <laughs> a couple more days to heal after this. But uh, we'll, we'll get back after it and we'll get into it. Tiger Woods will always be Tiger Woods. He will always have that following. Now, he says he might do the Open. Mm-hmm. Now, the U.S. Open is up in the air and some other tournaments also. But just for him to get out on Mm -hmm. the course, what he did 14 months ago, he didn't even know he was going to have a leg. Now he was out there being competitive. In fact, if he didn't, he had a bad third round, obviously. And if he didn't have that bad third round, he could have been competitive out there. As the weekend went on, his limp became more and more obvious. And it's a very hilly course down at Augusta. It's very deceptive on television. And anybody who's ever had any type of knee injury or hip injury knows that when you walk downhill, it actually hurts more than you're going uphill. Mm, because yeah. you're putting about five times as much pressure on your joints. And it really showed. I mean, when he finished him, he was like he was limping really noticeably going into the clubhouse. It was a, a return. Uh, when he won, Jim Nance coined the phrase, one for the ages, when he won the first of his five. Mm-hmm. This was a return for the ages. Does he have to walk the course for the U.S. Open, for the other tournaments? Everyone. You, there are no exceptions okay. at all. He, you have to walk the course. So the next major is in May at Southern Hills. That's the uh, PGA Championship. The U.S. Open is here at Brookline in Boston, Father's Day weekend, and the Open at St. Andrews is in July. He has committed to that verbally. He's not sure about the other two, but he will only play in majors between now and July. Right. So this is just tradition that everyone has to walk the course? It's a rule. It's a rule? Yeah. It's a rule. It's a rule. But why? Yeah. It's a test of endurance. It's always Physical been that endurance. way. Yeah, you have to wear long pants. You can't wear shorts. Mm-hmm. And you have to walk the course because it's in, in addition to your skill striking the golf ball, you have to be able to endure four days, 72 holes of walking up hills, walking into woods, walking across bridges. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a level playing field. They can't have half the people driving a cart and half the people walking. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. New York governor, Buffalo native, Kathy yes. Hochul. I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, uh, yeah. And this, you know, it, for people who don't know, they got $850 million in public subsidies for the new Buffalo Bills stadium. And it's something that the governor has pushed for. And this isn't a kumbaya moment because some people are not happy calling it a giveaway of taxpayer dollars. Girl. Yeah, $850 million is the most in U.S. history for a single stadium. And as usual, the billionaire owners of the Bills had threatened to move the team unless they got enough public funding for this new arena. Hochul, as you mentioned, 
Mike is from the Buffalo region. And interestingly, and of course, you know, I saw this in the tabloids, uh, her husband is senior vice president and senior counsel for the company that provides concessions and <laughs> dining and retail at the Bills' current stadium. Her take on this is that obviously the company that does this has no say whatsoever. The Bills make all the decisions there, but it's not a good look. The optics are not great. Well, the Bills in the National Football League are going to chip in an additional $550 million. So this is a project that's well over the a minority bill. amount of the money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's over a billion dollars. And, you know, ironically, there are three National Football League teams uh, out of the state of New York, but only one of them actually plays in the state of New York, and that's the Buffalo Bills. The Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey. My father-in-law drives that point home often. <laughs> He's a native New Yorker, came out of uh, uh, Brooklyn, uh, in the Queens area also, and he said, look, only one team plays it's the bills in new york that's why he loves the buffalo bills <laughs> and and he drives it home all the time and uh, you know kudos to him because and kudos to the bills but i'm telling you there's a lot of flack that's going down a lot of angry this. people a lot of democrats a lot of republicans who are not happy um and for the record the bills have never won the super bowl right i mean they were dominant in the early 90s they did go to the super bowl what, four straight times? Four, but straight, four straight years. Yeah, they have not come away with a victory. Wide a, right. The wide leave, the Marv Levy era. <laughs> you know, they were there, man. But. You know, speaking of the New Jersey area where the Giants and Jets played, Scotty Scheffler, who now lives in Texas and won the matches, grew oh. up in uh, New Jersey and used to sneak on golf courses over uh, by Ridgewood, New Jersey. He grew up in, his dad grew up in Englewood, and he'd sneak on golf courses. And then his, uh, the, the family moved to Texas where he went to high school, but his roots are in New Jersey, uh, just, uh, just in the shadow of, of uh, MetLife Stadium. You know, we're New York-centric here, me and Michael Barr, so <laughs> hometown boy. And by the way, Scotty Scheffler picked up $2.7 million uh, yesterday uh, winning the Masters, and a lot of people uh, wonder. Uh, but, however, since he played in the state of Georgia, the Georgia IRS grabs $999,000 of <laughs> that, and the state of Georgia grabs another five and three quarter percent, uh, 155,000. So his take home is about 1.5 million. Uh, he loses about $1.2 million to taxes to the state of Georgia and the IRS. I don't know, Scar. That still sounds like lynching money to me. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, there's going to be endorsements and everything yeah. else that comes along, right? Well, and you get a lifetime. You can play in the Masters the rest of your life. Uh, you get a five-year. You can play in every golf tournament there is. You get to wear your green jacket outside yes. of the grounds for one year. But then after one year... You can only wear it while you're on the grounds of Augusta, and it must remain in possession of the club. So well, they, you don't even ke get to keep it, no, really? No, you've got to give it back to them. They put it on a hanger, and next time you're in town, stop on by. You can wear but your that, jacket. But is that your jacket, or is it someone else's jacket? No, it's his jacket. Okay. It'll be on a hanger with his name on it, uh, with all the other champions in there. And for one year, he can walk around. You know, and get down to the uh, the malt shop and uh, sit there and put his quarters in the jukebox. and Hang out in his green jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens if it's somebody like me? Because I know me. I'll gain weight, and then I can't fit in the jacket. <laughs> and then there's mustard stains all on the jacket, and I can't. You know, oh, man, come I'm on. I'm pretty sure man. they'll clean it for you when it's hanging in uh, in Augusta. And <laughs> one of the traditions you get with, with next, they they have a champions dinner. All the former champions that want to and that are still alive, obviously, come to a Tuesday night for dinner, and you get to pick the menu. So, Michael Barr, you just won the Masters <laughs> next year, and you're in charge of picking the menu next year. What are we having on Tuesday night before the twenty? 
23 masters. See, y'all won't like me because I'm a vegetarian, so I was going to say something more like, we're going to have some tofu <laughs> and, some, and some fried rice. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yum. <laughs> next, next thing you know, Jack Nicholas is throwing food at me. <laughs> food fight. <laughs> By the way, before we move into the next topic, I do want to say something about the Bills. This agreement that they had for the stadium, it means the team now has agreed to stay in Buffalo for the next 30 years. Yeah. So there is a plus to that. Right, and then we'll have another fight about it again. Yeah. Then, <laughs> but, you know, the stadium's not going to last 30 years. It's going to be how, – how long do teams stay in a new stadium for before they start, you know, hankering for a new one? Uh, well, 15 if years? 20 yeah, years? Atlanta, it's like every other week. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, Giants Stadium opened in 76, and when did MetLife open? Maybe – Ten years ago? Yeah, it was a ten. Yeah, around that yeah, time. Yeah. About ten something years ago. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, they're not bolting for a place like Las Vegas. They're going to stay in Buffalo. The Packers are staying in Green Bay. Two small market towns, but where football means an awful lot yes. to the economy until they just, you know, just the overall uh, mood and spirit. It sort of galvanizes a, a lot of communities and cities. Speaking of a community where an NFL team and a good marriage, the Denver Broncos, yeah. uh, they're up for sale. And now there's a guy who, uh, you know the name, Walmart heir Rob Walton, is considered the favorite to become the next owner of the Broncos. That's according to several media sources, Scar. Yeah, he is said to be the front runner, the favorite to become the next owner. He has a net worth of $70.5 billion, so he could easily outbid any of the other known candidates who are interested in buying the team. There's also kind of an interesting family history here because L.A. Rams owner Stan Kroenke is married to Walton's cousin, Rob Walton's cousin, Anne. It's all in the family, feels like. Yeah, yeah. Clean up on the 30-yard line. And this are are they going to get this done before the start of the season? They're trying to. Yeah. They, they want to get the team sold before the season begins, hopefully. So we'll, we'll see for the Walton family anyway. By the way, the, before he's talking about $4 billion. At least. Four, yes, at least $4 billion. Before that, the Carolina Panthers, they sold for $2.2 billion in 2018. Boy, for, to double that, that's a lot of money, folks. Yeah. And he'll have no problem getting it through. You need three quarters, you need 24 other owners to approve it. And all it does is it increases the value of every other franchise. Yeah, the they're happy to say league. yes. So it might be a slam dunk. It might be 31 to, uh, to, to nothing. Well, the NFL does. I mean, one of the other bidders is Robert Smith. And, of course, the NFL is eager for Robert Smith to buy the Broncos because he's African-American. He'd become the league's first black team owner as well. So that's another possibility as someone who could emerge as stiff competition for uh, Mr. Walton. Let me ask a question as we talk about the valuation of the teams, if this team is sold for $4 billion and the other teams, the other 31 teams, the valuation goes up. The Green Bay Packers are unique because the public has stock in the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the if you have stock in the Packers, do you want this sale to go through? Well, the stock is, is, is actually worthless to the so, you know, it's just more of a, it's ceremonial more than anything else. However, they can block the, the move of the of the Packers to another city. But f in terms of financial gain and return, it uh, the net is zero for the people that are shareholders. I always, I always wonder that, though. If, it's got to be ceremonial because all of a sudden here comes Joe Blow and he's got a six-pack coming into the stockholders meeting. It's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> and get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You know, I can see this. <laughs> 
can't, I can't get the image of Michael Barr with a green jacket on, serving, and we're eating tofu next. With mustard on it. With mustard on it. Oh, come on, Scarlett. Man, I, I had that a couple of nights ago. I had the tofu, and I had the broccoli, and I had the duck sauce, and I had the rice, and I put it all together, and I tore it up. And then my <laughs> wife was mad at me because I didn't leave her some of the stuff. And anyway. <laughs> Come on by, folks. Uh, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scarlett Fu and Mike Lynch. Catch us here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Catch me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm on Twitter at Scarlett Fu. And I really have never eaten tofu and not sure, but I will in honor of Michael Barr next year at the Champions Dinner. I'm Lynchy at WCDB. So you got to fry it up. That's the key yes, to the whole thing. Yes, yes. Or you could bake it with and put chili crisp on it, too. Oh! That's another good one. Oh, i got to try that. Yeah. Ooh, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports. Smack Boom on Bloomberg Radio around the world. <laughs>